Are we recording? We're recording. Oh my gosh, I was about to start twiddling with the microphone knobs just because I was bored. You're only bored if you're boring. What a crock of shit. Oh, come on. Harvey Danger would never lie to you. I don't know. Uh, isn't that isn't that a topic of discussion in um, Westworld? Doesn't Ford talk about that? I'm not sure, but this is not a Westworld podcast. This is You've Got a Minute. And I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Eli. We talk about the 1998 movie You've Got Mail, minute by minute. This minute is in the middle of the conversation and goes into the middle of another conversation. Yeah, it's a minute where I wish we talked about other things, like Westworld. Tell me your hottest take on Westworld. My hottest take? Mm-hmm. Westworld. Colon. Eh, fine. That's as spicy as it gets. I think that's kind of the general consensus. I hope so. I hope it's not any... It doesn't deserve better, but it doesn't deserve worse than that consensus either. My hot take on Westworld is Westworld, colon. Where is Evan Rachel Wood's Emmy? Yeah, the Emmys just happened and she didn't get one. I don't even think she was nominated. What Thandie Newton is always nominated. Is it because Evan Rachel Wood is such a good robot you forget it's a person acting? I mean... We've got to talk about You've Got Mail. Oh, jeez. It's our job. Oh, crap. So, what minute number is this? We are in minute 40, turning into minute 41. And just to recap, uh, minute 39, turning into minute 40, was Joe and Kathleen emailing each other back and forth about the events of the party. Now, they don't know that the other person is talking about the party. They're literally two people talking about the same thing that happened between the two of them without knowing that the other person they're talking to is the other party involved and without knowing that the person they're talking to is also talking about that thing. And it's funny because we could we could make a joke that, oh, this is so relatable, but what they're talking about, the vagueness in which they're speaking of the events, is very relatable. Yeah. Another thing, you know, we've talked quite a lot about how, how do they not realize the other person? You know, we talk about that a lot. But you just don't ever imagine. New York is so big. I wouldn't imagine it. I would think, man, there's no chance. Well, and it's not like the words party are ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. As we move into Kathleen's minute of the scene, she's saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm jealous of you. Whenever I get into these circumstances, for example, the man, the bottom dweller. She calls him a bottom dweller. Who belittled my existence. Did he belittle her existence? I mean, the comment about her little shop that's so... Insignificant, but full of its own virtue? Yes. I would say that's belittling. Yeah, I suppose so. But not her existence. It's how it's made her feel, and I, I cannot fault her for that. She notes that not only does she wish she had this superpower in this circumstance, but she is so lacking in the confrontation department that even days later, she is coming up blank with what she would have said to him in this moment. Yeah, she's sitting there typing to NY152, putting her, mentally, she's putting herself back at that party and trying to imagine one of those, oh, I should have said that moments. She's doing some very good hand acting. Meg Ryan just does a lot. Kathleen Kelly 
really gestures with the hands quite a lot. I wonder if there's like a Razzie for hand acne because it would go to her this year. She is a little over the top with that. But so she's she's typing to N1152. She's thinking back to the party. She's trying to figure out what she would have said. And she literally is like, nope, even now, days later, blank, nothing. And I want to talk about the days later part. Okay. We need to touch on that. So timeline of events. They go to the party and they get in a fight. The next scene, they go home and Patricia uh, talks- Ultra dorms. Ultra dorms herself to death and is never seen again. Not true. Uh, And Joe, frustrated that Patricia is asleep, goes and hammers out his email. So his email, the beginning of this whole email exchange, happened the night of the party. And then we jump to Kathleen, who's typing an email, and- She's in her PJs. She's in her PJs. You would assume it's the next day. You would assume it's the next morning that she woke up and had this email. But to herself, not in the email, not in the narration, but just to herself as she's typing, she says, even now, days later. How is it days later? She didn't listen to Patricia's advice and took a whole ultra dorm, and she's been sleeping mm, for days. Mm, that is exactly what it, and they were going to name this movie while you were sleeping, but that was already taken. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, that it all makes sense now. No, I think that, uh, I honestly think that Meg Ryan in this moment is trying to put a little flourish on there. She's trying to put a little English on it, and, uh, and... She says, even now, and then Meg Ryan goes, oh, I'm going to, I'm really going to. Watch out, Nora. I'm going to take some authorial license here. She says, days later, and no one caught it. Probably in the editing room, the actual days later, Nora was like, fuck, God damn it, Meg. It's, it's not a listed goof in Amazon, so I think maybe we're overthinking this one. I think they underthought it. That's my <laughs> hot take. They underthought how many days had passed. Well, one more day is going to pass, at least, as we get into Joe Fox's response email, Mm -hmm. where he is commenting that, you know, if we could switch... Is this when this happens? The Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says that she goes blank, and he says, wouldn't it be great if we could switch roles? But he warns her that if you find yourself in the predicament where you say the exact thing you mean to say in the moment you mean to say it. Remorse inevitably follows. Which shows you that being a dick is not Joe's first rodeo. He, Yeah, he very clearly has done this many, many times. But, you know, we keep talking about can they redeem this miserable fuck? And at least they're showing that he does feel remorse I don't know how much it means to me if someone continually feels bad about their behavior and does nothing about it. Well, yeah, and I guess the question is, is he going to do something about it? And I don't know if we really, we don't need to answer that here. But yeah, Joe was awful, feels bad about it, and that's that's as much as we know right now. And then he takes a long, contemplative, just look. At yeah. the computer. Yeah, as he's crafting this email to her, he says, remorse immediately follows. Dot, 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 stares off into the middle distance. He hasn't sent the email yet. He and the minute ends! And the minute ends. Uh, What's he gonna do? Well, this email's clearly gonna go into another minute. So, listeners? Thank you. Thank you. Also... 
you know, fun times. We don't get a whole lot of emails. We get a few. But if you want to send us the meanest Mr. Nasty moment you've ever had, shoot us a message. Oh, that would be so funny. It can be anonymous. At ygampodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll leave you anonymous. But just tell us your nastiest Mr. Nasty moment. What's yours, Cheyenne? Or should we save that? The most diabolical thing I've ever done. <laughs> Keeps me up at night. I can't share it on Remorse air. immediately followed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel... Okay, well, we won't talk about those now. Until next time, like we said, thank your... Thank your... Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Interesting.